Because God is good. And all the time. Amen. Praise God. How y'all feeling this morning? Y'all feel good? I got one question. Is there anybody excited for the word of God this morning? Oh, y'all excited that we come to worship, but we also come to get this word. Amen. Praise God. And guess what? God does have a word for us. Here at Kingdom Movement, we've been in our what series called Everything Kingdom. Somebody shout, Everything Kingdom. Uh, shout it out. Put your preacher voice on. Say, Everything Kingdom. And so we've been looking at what it takes to be this kingdom mindset, this kingdom culture that we want to have here at Kingdom Movement. We've been looking at lordship. We talked about how there's sometimes there's a spot that we miss in our submission to God, that we got to go back and look at that and really submit fully to God. Last week we talked about citizenship, how what it takes, what does it mean to be a kingdom citizen. And if you're a citizen, you also have a culture, right? So we talked about how we have to have that supernatural culture in the kingdom. Now today, we're going to keep going, and we're going to look at kingdom expansion. Somebody shout expansion. Because no kingdom wants to stay small. Amen. Praise God. But God says, hey, I want to expand. So let's get to it. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6, we're going to look at verse 5 through 8. I may bring your attention, and I hope we can learn something um, this morning. Acts chapter 6, because this may be a man you have probably heard of, but never heard anybody preach about him, or this may be a man you'd be like, who is this? So we're going to learn some something this morning. Acts chapter 6. And we're going to look at verses 5 through 8. Acts chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. When you get there, you'll find these words. And the same pleased the whole multitude. And they chose who? Stephen. Somebody shout Stephen. A man full of what? Faith and of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout Holy Ghost. Oh, shout it. Shout Holy Ghost. And Philip and Pocorius and Nicanor and Taman and Parmenius and Nicholas, a proselyte of, the, of Antioch. Verse 6, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. Verse 7, and the word of God would increase. And the numbers of disciples multitude in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Verse 8, pay attention. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Look at verse 8 again. And Stephen, a normal man, an ordinary man, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles where? among the people. Let us pray. Most gracious God, we say, Father, thank you for this day. God, thank you for this opportunity to lift up your name, to worship you in this place. And Father, as it comes to this preaching moment, I pray that you release a greater grace upon my life. 
That, Father, that you help me to preach under the anointing. That, Father, that you help me to preach with power and authority. That this word may hit our hearts and our lives. And, God, it may bring us to a greater, greater revelation of who you are and who you have destined us to be in you. Father, I pray that, let Father, let your word do exactly what you sent for it to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. 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 Praise God. On your way down, look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, turn up the heat. Uh, look to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to turn up the heat. Amen. Give God praise right there. So as I was thinking, as I was praying and preparing for this week, the Lord began to put two um, items in front of me. He, put, he began to put a thermostat and a thermometer in front of me. My nurses may, uh, may be familiar with what a thermometer is, and now that it's wintertime, you know what a thermostat is, right? Um, you know what a thermostat is, you know what a thermometer is. And, one of, and the Lord began to tell me, one of these objects speaks to who we are in this world. We all know what each of these do. A thermometer has this way of adjusting itself to reflect the temperature of its environment, right? The thermometer, they pick up on what's going on, and it reflects in, in its environment. Whereas the thermostat, it picks up on the temperature of its environment, and then it does its job to change it based on what's happening, what ha it has been programmed to. I'm going to say that again. The thermostat. You know when you get cold, you, you, you set your thermostat for a certain temperature, and it picks up the temperature in your house, and then when that temperature is off, something kicks on on the inside of the thermostat, right, and says, hey, I got to change this environment. Because I've been programmed to certain things. So a thermometer adjusts, but a thermostat shifts. Y'all following me? So as kingdom citizens, we're called to be thermostats on this earth. That God doesn't send us out and to, he doesn't send us out to adjust to the spiritual temperatures and the spiritual climates of our environment. No, we're called to, and we're sent to shift them. That God sends and he sets us into places not for it to change us, but for us to change them. I'm going to say that again. God sends you into places not for, you to, not for it to change you and change your, your commitment to him, change your, your, your personality. No, God sends you into that place for, it, for you to change it. God sent you to be a thermostat to turn up the heat in somewhere. Because you know, the Bible says, he says, I'd rather you be cold or hot because if you lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. God says, I'm, I sent you there to, to set somebody on fire. So it's time in this season that we, what, turn up the heat. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, turn up the heat. Amen. So, so far in this kingdom series, we've been discussing how Every kingdom has a king, right? Every kingdom has a king. Every kingdom has a king. And last week we talked about how every kingdom has a culture. Every kingdom has a king, and we got to seek out the king. Every kingdom has a culture because you're a citizen. Today I want us to focus on this aspect. Every kingdom has a mission. Somebody shout it. Every kingdom has a what? Mission. Somebody shout mission. If there is no mission, then there is no movement. If there is no mission, there is no movement. If there's no clear goals and no clear assignments given of what's, what's to be accomplished, then there is nothing that people can apply themselves to. 
I believe I have a few people who are or were in the military that can help drive this point home by testifying that if a nation is not having some kind of missions, some kind of deployments, then that nation is not doing anything to better itself in the grand scheme of the world system. That if a, if a, if a nation wants to grow, then there has to be some form of missions for its military. It has to be some deployment where these people, these soldiers, they leave their territory and they go to a new territory to establish authority. Y'all following me? So my question this morning is what kingdom mission have you been on? What kingdom de deployment, what kingdom assignment have you actively been trying to complete? Because God in this season is deploying us from the church into the world to establish his power there. God is deploying, he is sending us out from the church into the world to establish his power there. Because here's the thing, the mission of every kingdom, the mission of every kingdom, every nation is to expand his power and extend its reach to new territories. Every kingdom, every nation, its mission is to expand its power and extend its reach to new territories. No kingdom is okay with just being content with the territory that it is in. I hope I'm making sense. But it wants to venture out and have influences in all places. You know how America is. Y'all know how we like to get in everybody's business. Amen, praise God. You know how America, we get into this country's business. We get into that country's business. But you know, because a kingdom is not okay with just being content in their territory. But they want to expand and bring influence into all areas um, in this world. So this is the same with the kingdom of God. That God wants to have influences in places, in fields, in the arenas of this world. That God wants to have an influence in the medical field. He wants to have an influence in the educational field. He wants to have an influence in the entrepreneurship field. He wants to have an influence in the accounting field, in the social work field, in the political field, in the mental health field, in the music industry, in the fashion industry, in the culinary industry. God wants to have some kind of kingdom influence in all places. I hope I'm making sense. And because he wants to have an influence, not just in this church, but in the world, he sits you there to be his influence. That God sent you, sent you to be his influence in the field that you are in. That he has sent you to bring kingdom culture to the field that you are in. That he sent you to open the eyes of the people in your field to who he is and how he works. That he sent you to your he sent you to your field on purpose for you to show other people that he is real. Because here's the thing that I have learned is that everybody is not called to the church. Everybody, everyone is not called to the church. Now hear me out. Everyone has a place where we're called to serve in our church. You serve in the church, right? But all of us are not called to the church. Church people, my Lord. Church people may not be your target population that God wants you to lead to him. Church people may not be the ones that God says, okay, I want you to really, I want you to really own in on them and lead them to me. But let me put it in another way. Everyone is not called to be a preacher, to stand in the pulpit and hold a microphone in front of people. That this may not be your form of ministry. Just because you don't have a microphone does not mean that you do not have a ministry. 
So you might not be called to the church. Your ministry may not be in the church, right? And if you're not called to be this to be your form of ministry, let me tell you, that's okay. If, if this form of ministry is not your form of ministry, that's okay. Because God has sent you there, hallelujah, to bring his influence. Because if everyone, watch this, if everyone was called to the pulpit, how will others in the streets hear the gospel? If we were called to only lay hands in the church, if we were only called to lay hands and pray for people in the church, how else will the people in the hospital and the people who are homebound get their healings? If we were only called to teach, teach in the church, how else will our communities be knowledgeable to be successful? If we were only called to be, bring counsel in the church, how can the people who do not know God have mental health, good mental health? If we were only called to be skillful in this church, how else would those in the sports arenas and the music arena and, and all of these arenas experience God? Watch this. If we were only called to prophesy at church, how else will the world know the direction and the desires of God? If we were only called to love on people here in our church, how else will the world know how to nurture and raise their kids? And I come to tell somebody this morning that it's time to take God out of the box. That it's time to turn up the heat. It's time to take God out of the box. This box of what you have called church. This box is this construct of church. This box is this setting. Because it's good, hear me out, for us to have good experiences here in our services. It's good for us to come and get set on fire. We experience the power of the Holy Ghost. We worship God. We prophesy. We lay hands. We see miracle signs and wonders. It's good for us to have it here in this building, but somebody needs to take it out there. And I come, I come to learn that many of us have limited God to only dealing with us in a particular space. We limited God only dealing with us in a particular time or in a particular service. God, uh, and I know this to be a fact even for church folk, for people who say that, that they, they, they love God and I want God to use me. And we still limit God because when, when, when God puts something on our heart, so when, when the Holy Spirit leads us, we start saying, we start saying hey, we're going we're gonna to leave God out of this conversation right now. We start saying, this doesn't even have to do with God. This, this don't even have to do with the Bible right now. We say, look, look, you ain't have to look. We ain't gonna get that spiritually deep and stuff and all that right now. But the whole time, it really do. That everything has to do with God. Everything has to do with God. Your your finances, your mental health, your bodies, your healing in your bodies, your skill, your music, every entertainment. It has to do with God. Why? Because God is omnipresent, right? He's at all places at all times. Am I making sense to y'all this morning? I hope I'm helping y'all. God is at all places at all times. Therefore, he can engage with us at any moment and at any place. And I need to tell you that God wants to show up right where you are. That God wants to show up wherever you are. If you're in the classroom, Toyo, guess what? God wants to show up in that classroom. If you, in the, if you are in the doctor's office, guess what? God wants to show up in the doctor's office. If you are if you helping somebody at the bank, God wants to show up at the bank. If you're going to somebody's house, God wants to show up at their house. And he sent you there to turn up the heat. He sent you there to not just adjust to the spiritual climate of what's going on around. But he told you, hey, you need, he, he sent you there to tell somebody, hey, you got to get on my level. Yeah. 
You got to get on my level. You got to raise up your faith to where I am. So God sent you there to turn up the heat. Am I making sense? So God can engage with us at any moment, at any place. We can't put God into a box. Say, God, you only can work with me at church. God, you can only work on me, work with me in this morning while I'm reading my work. But God may want to work with you in certain places. Um, God wants to show up while you are eating your food at your restaurants. Now, this is something my friends and I love to do. We will go out to eat for lunch or we'll go out to dinner. And then we'll ask the waiter if we can share with them what we feel like God is saying to them. Um, we, it's, it's crazy. And I remember to this day, we went to mugshots in Oxford. Uh, we had spent this day doing like this workshop, learning and, and like growing closer to God. And then at the end of it, we went out to eat to mugshots. And so we was like, it was about what, six or seven of us at the table. And so we was like, hey, uh, I know this may be a little weird, but we feel like God is saying something to you. Um, can we share with you what we feel like God is saying? And we went one by one around the table sharing what God wanted to say to that person. And from that moment, we ended up praying and leading someone to God in the middle of mug shots. I can remember one time, me and my friends, we were down, down on the coast. We went to a water park. And something ended up happening, and the lifeguard ended up coming our way because we saved, but we still, we still come to have a good time. So we may get a little wild and a little rowdy, even in the public places. Amen. Praise God. So the lifeguard ended up coming over there. It's this guy and whatnot. And next thing we know, we're standing in front of him in the line speaking over this young man's life. We end up speaking to him. And he was like, man, uh, he, was, he, he began to tell us, he said, yeah, I've been struggling with my faith. And it's crazy that you guys was, I end up coming over here. And that moment was transformative for his, that young man's life. And from that moment, he says, hey, we, I'm going to get back in church. I'm going to get back in touch with God. And so, look, uh, somebody said, how you know he got back in touch? This is, how, this is how committed we are to seeing God move. We got the man number, and we followed up with him a few weeks later. And he said, yeah, I'm back in church. So that man was, was able to experience God like, like never before because we took God out of the box. That man was able to experience God like never before because even in the water park, we knew that God still can do some miracles. We knew that God was still speaking. We knew that God still wanted to work. So God wants to show up everywhere. Somebody shout everywhere. I said shout everywhere. I can remember. I'm trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to build your faith. I can remember we was going shopping at a mall. I think we was in the Tanga Island Mall in uh, Olive Branch. No, South Haven. And we was, we was checking out, and then it, we, what ended up happening was um, my, my friend, he got, y'all remember we talked about words of knowledge last week? Um, he, he got this information. He picked up, he says, hey, do you do poetry? And then the whole time, the um, cashier, she, she was like, yeah, I do spoken word poetry. And from that, from that, we had a conversation about what God was doing in her and where God wanted to take her in her spoken word poetry. And so we ended up praying for her right in the middle of the mall. Amen. Praise God. And so it's proof that God, I'm trying to increase your faith to get you out of the box, that God wants to use you anywhere at any time. That God has sent you not just to have these, this kingdom experience in this church, outside in your daily life am I making sense to y'all this morning that God wants to use you to not to not just adjust to the spiritual climate of your environment but he wants you to turn up the heat somebody shout turn up the heat all right I'm about to deal with our text our text 
is surrounded by the commission of Stephen. Stephen. This is a very, I hope y'all taking notes. If y'all taking notes, put down this man's name, Stephen. Stephen. Our text is taken from the commission of Stephen. Stephen is one of the first deacons of the Christian church. This is something put down. He's one of the first deacons of the Christian church. Not only was he the first deacon, one of the first deacons, but he was also the first martyr of the Christian faith. That he was the first person to die from persecution of being a Christian. He was the first person to die because he said, I'm a Christian. Stephen was the first deacon, right? And he was the first person to die um, for saying, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you this so you could just have some good information to know. In our text, Stephen is being sent into the field to be this administrator of community resources. Because at this point of history, the church had gotten so big that there were people who were not being properly served. So therefore, the apostles, they called the church together, and they had them elect seven men who had an honest, honest report. They were full of the Holy Ghost, and they were full of wisdom. And from these seven men, we, we found this office of the deacons. Amen. Praise God. We thank God for our three deacons. God, y'all going to give God a hand clap of praise for our deacons in the back. So these deacons, these men, they were in charge of taking care of doing the groundwork in the community so that the apostles, the prophets, they could fully give themselves to the preaching and the teaching of the word of God. And Stephen is like some of us today. God sent him out into the field, right? His ministry was not in the church. It was in his what? Field. His calling was not to the pulpit, but his calling was to people. And the Bible says that Stephen was what? Full of faith and power and did great wonders and miracles where? Among the people. He didn't do great wonders and miracles in the church service, but he did it where? So he took kingdom culture to his field. He shows us, watch this, that the Holy Spirit and his workings are not just for church stuff, but he's meant to be a working influence in all areas of our lives. That the Holy Spirit, he wants to help you manage your money well. The Holy Spirit, he wants to help you do your taxes. Amen, praise God. I know it's tax season, and you want that big refund. If you let the Holy Spirit help you, he may, he may help you out a little bit. Amen, praise God. I got, I got a scripture for that, so I promise you I'm not making it up. Uh, God wants to help you buy a house. He wants to lead you through that process. God wants to help you raise your kids. He wants to be a part of everything you do. He wants to help you be a better nurse. He wants to help you be a better student. He wants to help you be a better therapist, be a better mother, be a better father, be a better presenter on your job. He wants you to be a better driver. Lord, Holy Spirit, please help us to be a better driver. Because some folks sure don't know how to drive. My Lord. He wants to help you be a better author. He wants to help you be a better husband, be a better wife. He wants to help you be a better social media influencer. God, the Holy Spirit wants to work in everything in your life. And as we grow closer to the Holy Spirit and learn how to yield to his presence, we will see him show up in wonders every day. You will find yourself say, dang, I didn't know I had that in me. You'll find yourself say, dang, I, I don't know where that came from. You'll find yourself, dang, I, I wasn't expecting that to happen. But it would be because you took time to yield to the Holy Spirit. It, be, it would be because you took time to say, okay, God, 
I'm yielding to what you want to do. God, I'm willing to allow you to program me so that when I go to places that are not like you, I can shift that atmosphere. God, I'm, I'm willing to let you fix some stuff on the inside of me, heal me, so that when I go out to hurting people, I can heal them. God, so God, I'm willing for you to what, program me so that you can do wonders, not just in my church, but among these people. So here's the thing. If you make space for God to show up, I promise you he will. If you make space for God to show up, I promise you he will. Sometimes we don't have space. We get so caught up in our routine. We get so caught up in doing, um, thinking, thinking, or the way of thinking, or this way of doing things, this way of our routine. We get, we get caught up in told, and what we told protocol is, and we get caught up in told what this is. You have to do this. You have to do that into theories and all of those things that we don't give God space to move. Sometimes in church, we get so caught up in the program, God, that we don't give space for God to move. In your life, I don't know what it is. You may have gotten made your mind up that when I come to this place, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to be done. But maybe God wants to do something more. Maybe God wants to use you in a deeper way than usual. Maybe God wants to use you in a different way than people have before. Maybe God wants you to turn up the heat in what you're doing. Right? So if you want to see God move, you got to make space for him to move. Am I making sense? All right. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I hope I'm not boring y'all. So if you want to turn up the heat, you, got to, you have to yield to the Holy Spirit. So first, to yield into the Holy Spirit, to turn up the heat, you have to first, number one, acknowledge the presence of God. Acknowledge the presence of God. The Bible says, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and he shall what? Direct your paths. Proverbs 3 and 6. Amen. Praise God. We all know this scripture. So if you want to acknowledge the presence of God, watch this. Recognize how God is the missing element. Recognize how God is the element that's going to make a moment better. So this is something I do well every morning before, because for, for those that might not know, I'm a therapist for Oxford Middle School. And so every morning um, I, I sit before, I got an hour before, I, 45 minutes before I start meeting with kids. So I sit in my office and I just pray. And I say, God, I recognize that you, you are the better therapist than I am. God, I, you, you know more. You can help these kids more than I can help them. So before I can even yield to the presence of God, I have to first acknowledge him to be better than me. I have to acknowledge him to be better and to add more to this moment than I can. Am I making sense? So before you even engage in your field, you have to ask yourself, how is God working going to make your field better? How is God, okay, God, in, the, in, this, in this field, how is you working going to make this field better? How is God working going to make your service to people better? Because God, I, because I'll be like, God, it would be dope. It would be super dope if you did this. God, it would be super dope if you told me this and this, this child came in here and told me that. God, God, it would be super dope if you gave me this revelation before I even got to these people. God, it would be super dope if you showed up in this way. So the first way that you begin to yield to the Holy Spirit is you have to what, acknowledge the presence of God. Recognizing that God is present in that moment. And recognize what God is bringing to the table. Recognize that God is here. That, hey, God, you're with me. And God, you're bringing something into this moment. Because when you know what God is bringing to the table, it's, it, it makes, and that what God is bringing to the table is going to make the biggest difference, you're going to make sure that you make it a priority. 
When you recognize that what God is doing is far better than what you can do, is far greater than what you can do, you're going to make that a priority. This is what it means when we say that we must decrease and he increase. We must decrease and he increase. We make it more about God being present in the moment than us being present in the moment. So if we are going to turn up the heat, if you're going to turn up the heat when, with, with all of your sessions, when you have a meeting, when you are at work, I don't care if, you, if you're just doing something, you have to first acknowledge the presence of God. Don't exclude God. Know that God is right there in that moment with you. In your heart, say, God, I know you are right here with me. God, I know they, I know they wilding over there. It's been places when that I knew, I knew I was, I was, I was in the world. Amen. Praise God. But in that moment, I had to acknowledge the presence of God. I, I, God, I know that you are with me even when I'm surrounded by darkness. Right. So, first thing, if you want to turn up the heat in whatever you do, acknowledge the presence of God. Yeah. Amen. So not only acknowledge the presence of God, associate the power of God. Associate the power of God. Associate is to connect. How does God's power show up through us? How does God's power show up through us? We talked about it last week, through the spiritual gifts. That through the spiritual gifts, God gives us the power, right, to do the things that he do. So to turn up the heat, we have to connect a spiritual gift with the moment. And I'm not going to go deep into what the spiritual gift, I'm, I'm going to move on. That at whatever moment, we have to ask, ask ourselves, what spiritual gift is going to be the most beneficial? What spiritual gift is going to best match what God can do in this situation? And then we have to pray for God to help us walk in it. If you are unsure what, which gift that will be the most beneficial, you can always go to prophecy by default. If you don't know what gift to take and to walk in in the moment, you can go to prophecy by default. And let me tell you this. Let me correct somebody's thinking. We can all flow in the spirit of prophecy because we have the Holy Spirit. That we all can hear the voice of God because we have the Holy Spirit. What is prophecy? 1 Corinthians 14 to 3. He says, he that prophesies speaks unto men for the edification, the exhortation, and their comfort. So, so when you're prophesying to somebody, you are either encouraging them, you're building up their confidence in God, or you're comforting them. So we all can flow in those areas. So I want you to do that. So let prophecy be the doorway to another spiritual gift. Let God give you a revelation on how to encourage somebody, to give them comfort, to give them, to build up their faith in him. And let that be a doorway to another spiritual gift. Start with prophecy and let the word that you receive from God show you what needs to be done next in the spirit. Because God may give you a word about this and then you have to have you to pray for someone about that. God may give you a word about this and then tell you to give some money to somebody about that. God may give you a word and then tell you, hey, I need you to go and I need you to go to do this for that person. God may give you a word and then have you to do something else, right? So if we want to turn up the heat, we have to, number one, acknowledge the presence of God. Associate the power of God. Find a spiritual gift connected to that moment. If you don't know a spiritual gift, go to prophecy. Encourage that person and build up that person's faith in God and comfort them. But the last thing you need to do is act on the purpose of God. Act on the purpose of God. I'm done. Um, after you have done all those things, after God has speaking to you, after God has given you this thing, I need you to do something. That when it comes to turning up the heat, we have to follow the impressions of God on our hearts. Follow through with what you feel led to do by God. 
Let me say it again. Follow through with what you feel led to do by God. If God, if God says say something to somebody, follow through with it. You may, you may never know how your obedience may help somebody else. If God tells you to give something to somebody, follow through with what you feel led to do by God. Right? So as you're praying through a moment, pay attention to what pops up in your mind. Because that may be the Holy Spirit speaking to you. When you're praying through a moment, pay attention to what comes into your thoughts. Because God's voice doesn't come to us as a yell. But the Bible says that God speaks to us in that what still small voice. He speaks to us in a lingering thought in our minds. So, Kyle, when you say God is going to speak to me in my mind, how do I know that it is God? First, you know it is God because it requires faith to follow through. You know it's God because it require, requires a risk. And two, you'll be able to recognize God's voice because his voice sounds like his word. Yeah. That the more you know his word, the more you know his voice. Yeah. So follow and act on God's voice. Follow and act on God's lead and do what God tells you to do. Have I helped y'all this morning? Yeah. I'm getting ready to go. The Bible says, um, and the word of God, what, increase, back in Acts chapter um, 6, uh, Acts chapter 6, the Bible says that the word of God, what, increase, and the number of the disciples, what, multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. So watch this. Since these people turn up the heat, the kingdom begin to expand. The Bible says that the word of God, what, increase the word of God increase it means to spread like ripples on a pond on like on a pond or on on a river where from a single center each wave touches the next spreading wider and farther and the gospel still spreads this way today that we don't have to change the world single-handedly or by ourselves but it is enough to just be part of that wave touching those around us who in turn would touch others until we all have felt the movement of God. Let me tell you this, souls will be saved when we turn up the heat. The church is going to grow when we turn up the heat. Bodies will be healed when we turn up the heat. The world will know that Jesus is Lord when we turn up the heat. And in this hour, God is waiting for us to turn up the heat. And I know we always say that don't pay attention to the numbers. Don't pay attention to the numbers. But the Bible says that the numbers of the disciples what multiply. Proof, watch this, proof that a kingdom is expanding. Because we're talking about king, everything kingdom. Proof that a kingdom, a nation is expanding is that its census is growing. Proof that a kingdom is expanding is that the number of its citizens are growing. And we are called to win people over for Christ and then lead them to the church. Then we are called to go into our field to lead people to Christ and help them find their place in the church. And this is going to happen when we turn up the heat. Amen. Praise God. The Lord says, he says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto what? Me. So if we do the lifting, God will do the drawing. If we doing the lifting, right? If we're doing the lifting, God will do the drawing. To lift something is to turn it up. And I need to tell somebody, it's time to raise the volume of your praise. 
It's time to raise the volume of your obedience. It's time to raise the volume of your faith. It's time to raise the volume of your submission. And it's time to raise your volume until everyone has heard who you serve. It's time to raise the volume of your commitment to God. It's time to raise the volume of, of your obedience to God. It's, it's time to raise the volume of your submission to what God has put on your heart. Because when you raise the volume of your heart, when you turn up the heat, that's when you start to see God move. That the kingdom movement, amen, praise God, is not just a name, but it's something that we embody. But if we're going to have a movement, we have to learn to turn up the heat. Father God, I thank you for this. God, I thank you for this opportunity to um, um, to share your word, to deliver this word. And Father, I pray that as we listen to this word, Father, that you will allow us to receive it. And Father, help us to walk in this word, God. Help us to turn up the heat, Father. I thank you now that you're sending us out. That God, that you're sending us on deployment, God. That you're sending us on missions and assignments in our own world to see you move. And Father, my prayer is that you fill us all with your Holy Spirit, God. Father, I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus that, God, that you pour out your Holy Spirit afresh upon us. That, Father, that your Holy Spirit not only comes in us, but, Father, let your Holy Spirit come on us in the name of Jesus. Let, lay your hands on our heads that we may be led by you. That, Father, that we may be able to be used by you in this world. Father, because we know that if, God, if you will use us, this world will turn back to you, God. If you will use us, nations will turn back to you. Father, if you will use us, people will turn back to you. And Father, our prayer this morning is God, use us in our field. God, use us like never before. Father, use us until you've used us all up, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Give God a hand and cut up a praise right there.